Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Preheat the oven of chat, and we can slide in the turkey of fun. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. Oh, Ed Gamble, before we started recording, you said, I've got an intro, but it's awful, and you did not disappoint. That was the worst <laughs> the worst one you have ever done. What's wrong, man? As it came out, I was like, actually, this is way better than I thought. Oh, the yeah? turkey of fun. How do you imagine the turkey of fun? What do you imagine that um, is? It's like a normal turkey, but it's got sunglasses on. It's like the one Monica put on her head in Friends. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. happy with that? Yeah, we'll heat that up. Yeah, although the the sunglasses being on it in the oven scares me, because they'd melt, wouldn't they? Yeah, but also you kept the head on as well. I mean, the whole thing is just a full turkey. Oh, no, I'm imagining the sunglasses are on the body of the turkey, and the turkey is prepared for the oven. Like Monaco and Friends, yes, sorry. Yeah, and the the oven of chat is, it's like a normal oven, but instead of like heat and flames it's just loads of people talking which generates the heat okay well it's actually worse now that you've explained it yeah yeah and no, i thought that as i said all the people talking yes i mean it's probably quite confusing if someone's never listened to this podcast before james can you please pull this back from the brink and explain what the hell we're doing here yes we on off on the off menu podcast we welcome in a okay, guest it's okay we can do it come on to the dream on, restaurant buddy. And we ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, side dish, drink and dessert. And this week, our guest is Dame Dame Baptiste. Baptiste. Dame Baptiste, the brilliant stand-up comedian. Uh, It's a pleasure to have Dane in the Dream Restaurant. We've known him for a long time. He's a brilliant comic. Can't wait to hear what he thinks about food. He did his own sitcom, Sunny D. He had a show called Bamus on BBC Three. He's got a podcast called Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, which me and Ed have done. But... What food does he like to eat? (laughs) That's the question that we'll be asking him in this episode of the Off Menu podcast. But there's a secret ingredient that we don't like. And if the guest says the secret ingredient, we kick them out of the dream restaurant. Different ingredient every week. This week, secret ingredient that we will kick Dane Baptiste out for, if he features it in his menu, is chopped peel. Chopped peel, of course. 
you find it in in mince meat and mince pies now and again. Yuck. In Christmas puddings. Sometimes in a bag of raisins, it's just knocking around in there. Yeah. I don't like the chopped peel. It's too hard. I don't like the flavour of it. I, I, don't get me wrong, sometimes peel is quite nice in stuff. Candied peel is nice. Candied peel is nice. And yeah, sometimes there's like, you Zest know, is nice. Zest? Oh, zest is a whole other thing, though, isn't it? It, get, it gets its own word. Yeah. People even describe good stuff as zesty. Mm. You know? No one describes it as chopped peely. Yeah. Oh, it's so peely. Mm. No, thank you. That's bad stuff, is peely. When your skin peels, people don't go, oh, good, mm. st- good news, your skin's peeling. But if your skin looks zesty, people will compliment you. On oh, that. yeah. If your skin comes off in shreds, like zest shreds, people are like, yeah. ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Very Ooh. zesty today. So zesty. So, if Dane says zest... Fine. Well, I think we re- reward him. If Dane says zest, what do we do? Give him a little kiss? I think we bring him in on the restaurant. He gets to uh, be one of the owners. Okay. <laughs> Legally? Yeah, because we, we, we kick him out if he says peel. Yeah. We bring him into the business if he yeah. says zest. Okay, the business of zest. Yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with that, James. That's fine. Good. Signed off, ratified. As the co-owner of the restaurant, I'm on board. Let, let's let's get on with it. Let's see if we're going to have an enemy or a business partner. This Ooh. is the off-menu menu of Dame, Dame Baptiste. Baptiste. Welcome, Dane Baptiste, to the Dream Restaurant. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad I got a reservation. It's a hard place to get into, but... The genie's puff out of his lamp took a long time there. Welcome, Dame Baptiste, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Thank you, genie. I uh, made reservations a long time ago, so I'm happy that I finally was able to visit. I am alone, though, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, it's based on that experience. I'll bring bring a guest next time, but I'm just happy to be here. What guest would you like? Who's your dream guest? Great question, straight away. Dream dining guest. Because this is a dream restaurant, Dane. You don't need to commit to being alone at this restaurant. If you want to bring a dream guest, we can magic them up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm, f- I'm fine. I- I'm fine. <laughs> Just hanging out. I'm fine. I don't, I don't want to force anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm not too particular about guests. Like My um, requisites for uh, dinner guests are just people that want to eat and... Uh, good for conversation so yeah i do like that given the option of choosing anyone hypothetically from throughout history alive <laughs> or dead any possible guest to have dinner with and you went with nah i'm all right i'll just go alone yeah I'll go go alone. do you dine alone a lot dane <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i find myself dining a lot on the road especially i just sort of live alone so a lot of the time i'll order stuff in and try and get like actually quite nice meals from like delivery and as such um but yeah a lot of time they're meals for one sometimes i, I actually find eating alone is quite a nice experience as well sometimes mm-hmm. Great opportunity to people watch as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, more, more natural habitat than people eating and grazing. So, yeah, it's a nice experience. Just when you're talking about eating alone after gigs or before gigs, I normally I'll just take food with me and then I'll come back home straight after the gig. So I don't eat alone then. But I, it just brings back a terrible memory of once I did a gig in Stratford-upon-Avon, I was staying over. The gig was quite early. I went uh, to get some food afterwards, sat down on a table by myself. There was a couple on a table next to me and they were chatting about the gig I was just on at. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. they, were, they were going through the lineup and they went oh the the guy on second wasn't very good and that was me uh, um, i wanted to like just throw my drink on the floor and go look it's me i'm literally here <laughs> yeah right so why why would you not want to eat alone ed that's the kind of people that are out there in this cold <laughs> cold world of course you want to eat alone you want to be joined by these kind of people that spend their dining experience destroying the dreams and self-esteem of others i wouldn't know you could have been like 
Maybe I was fucking hungry. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I couldn't give you 100% because I was starving. It's very hard to perform when you're malnourished. Yeah. Let them know that. Did they tip their waiter? I bet they didn't. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. No, they definitely didn't. What I did do in the end, Dane, was I genuinely took a picture of them and put it on Twitter. <laughs> so. That's how you do it, Ed. Dane, if you want to people watch while you eat, do you want us to put some people into the dream restaurant for you so you can have a little peek? And if so... What's your favourite type of people to people watch up? People on a date, I guess. Yeah. I just like to find out what kind of conversations people have. I think, obviously, a lot of time people's basis for coupling and relationships can be a lot more of a physical one based on how people look or what their sexual prowess is like. But, you know, even me and my friends, when we kind of uh, ponder celebrity couplings, we're kind of like, what do these people discuss about dinner? Because I think that's just the most common practice that most people do. And it's like the cornerstone relationships. Like, obviously, all relationships and nuance are different. But the main thing is finding someone that you can share a bed and a meal with. I think it's a big part of relationships. And so I would like to see how people kind of react and how they interact. And, you know, behind the veil of pomposity and pageantry and expensive clothes and perfumes and tannins and lotions, who are these people when they're doing the very basic thing of eating? You can tell a lot about somebody by the way they eat, I think. I would want a couple having a breakup in the room. Yeah, that's good. That's an absolute gold mine. Have you seen that before? I, I maybe once or twice have thought that might be happening, but you're not sure. You're just going, oh, they're, or, they're, or they're having an argument, and you're like, oh man, they're upset with yeah. each other. I quite yeah. like those couples who have clearly been together for a long time. Now, there's two types here: the silent couples. So yeah. it's either they're silent because they hate each other, or they're silent because they're very content, and you can immediately tell. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I love just imagining their their 40 years together of absolute misery. Some couples are just, food is their reason for bonding. So so I like those couples. You might go to a buffet and stuff, they're quite small. And they're not talking because there's food to eat. And they're not wasting time and wasting respiration when they could be putting food into their mouth and down their gullet. So I like those people like that as well, where they're just like, it works because they both like to eat. And if they find somewhere good to eat, that's all that matters. And I, I like that type of person as well. It's an episode of Cheers where I think it's Sam and Diane, but it might be another couple. They, they've they not yet slept with each other. And for some reason they can't because, like, I don't know, they're too busy. And so every time they're together, they just eat loads. And they're, and they're trying to figure out why they're eating so much. And then someone breaks it down that they're doing it because they can't have sex. So they're just eating all the time. So now whenever I yeah. see a couple really stuff in their faces, I'm like, oh, man, I guess haven't banged in a while. Hey, it's the only two things we refer to as an appetite is our sexual appetite and our appetite for food. That's true. You know, normally your partner has a headache, you go to the fridge. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's always filling the hole. It's always a good indication of a good burgeoning relationship is when you both start putting on weight because you've been happily stuffing your faces and snacks the whole time whilst yeah. Netflix and chilling. So I think there's a real uh, integral link between food and relationships. If someone lets you eat off their plate, very good way of telling what kind of person they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if someone's like, but I ordered this one, I'm like, oh, all right, fine. Then you can pay your own bill then. So what does it say about you, Dane, that you're eating in your flat alone a lot? That I read like to people watch with a certain level of sensory deprivation and that I don't want to smell them or hear them or have them look at me. I was thinking of the link between that and your sexual appetite. Does that mean <laughs> you just like, you like to order so- in? <laughs> well, basically, I think Ed is making out that you're... You're, you're pounding it. <laughs> you're pounding it. I mean, you know, it's... Let's say I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching my weight, if you will. <laughs> you know, Ed, I'm, 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 I'm nutrition, you know. Between that, uh, nourishing, if you will, I am observing some intermittent fasting. Uh, whichever, whichever appetite you're referring to, Ed, I say everything in moderation. Yeah, no. no, I think you're right. I think that's perfect. But then I also say five a day, so don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
we always start with still a sparkling water, but just so you know, I'm just asking if you want still a sparkling water. I'm, I'm not making out that, that that's what you ejaculate or anything. I, I, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not going off the back of what we've just said. I'm not going still a sparkling water. Like, well, I don't know what that's going to do with what I was talking about. I wonder what sparkling semen is a symptom of, James A. Would it, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated. Carbonating your seed. Yeah, fizzy jizz. Oh, fizzy yeah. jizz. Uh, why is that not a thing yet? Yeah, why, why is that? <laughs> that's true. There must be some like pervy scientist who's invented a pill that you yeah. can take that makes it fizzy, right? Right? Because then at least then you're like, don't shake it. (laughs) Don't shake it. It will go everywhere. (laughs) Like a champagne bottle. Like, imagine that's like a. Actually, if Jizz was fizzy, that would be a great way of indicating you've had a good time. They'd be like, you know, winning Formula One. They're like, ah, yeah. Pole pole position, if you will. (laughs) Putting your thumb over it. Yeah, there you go. Here's the time. Fizzy jizz. Oh, yeah. sorry, Benito. Apologies, Benito. We can't see him on the Zoom, but he'll be shaking his head. But we know he's shaking his head. He's definitely shaking his head. He will not be looking impressed. He'll be taking his headphones off and telling his partner, oh, they're talking about fizzy jizz again. But still a spark of water for you, Dave Baptiste, before your meal. May I have still, please? Absolutely. You may. May I also have a, uh, with ice and a slice? A slice of anything in particular, or do you leave, or is that dealer's choice? Uh, surprise me, but within citrus uh, boundaries. Okay, that's, I think that's, that's key, because you don't know what this genie's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. James, if you were offered the choice, uh, if Dane said, put a slice of anything you want in my still water, yes. what, what are you going for? Slice of ham. Slice of ham. Yeah, nice slice of ham, maybe slice of cake. Yeah. But, slice of, um, but I'd put it, you know, like, like, like they do with a slice of lemon on the rim of the glass. So I'd put yes. a cake just sitting on the rim. Do you remember this yeah. is Dane's dream meal, not yours? Well... If you leave it up to the if it's waiter's choice, I first heard the term ice in a slice when I was a little kid, and my auntie and uncle just like started doing it at home. They put a glass in front of me. They said ice in a slice, and I absolutely lost my mind at how cool it was to say ice in a slice. I absolutely <laughs> loved it because it rhymed. Still your still your humour. I was just like that is brilliant. They just said ice in a slice because it's got a slice of lemon and some ice in it. I absolutely loved it blew my mind me too i could have said and a slice of lemon but ice yeah. and a slice is just so ice much better slice. that's like it's like i'm right there next to him in the bar right ice and a yeah. slice buddy yeah <laughs> would you say it. that in a restaurant environment to uh, a waiter would you say ice and a slice it would depend on the restaurant okay I think, I think i think if i was in maybe a browns or like you know i guess like a steakhouse i might say ice and a slice but if i was in maybe like in nobu I might not go mm-hmm. ice on a slice. I'd probably say like, sure. and they, with a stick of cucumber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of those places. Ah, but, there are some things on the podcast, quite a few things actually, that I get way more excited than Ed about. And ice and a slice is absolutely one of them. I can't believe we've had this many episodes and no one said the term ice and a slice yet. And I'm so glad to hear it. i tell you why I didn't get excited, James. I'm sorry. It took me somewhere else. When you said the first time I heard the phrase ice and a slice. Yeah. I was suddenly transported back to the first time I heard the term on the rocks. Oh, right, okay. So on the rocks, I now know, means with ice. Yes. But the first time I heard the term on the rocks was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? When he asks for something on the rocks and they bring it to him with loads of little pebbles, a glass with loads of pebbles in. <laughs> but I hadn't heard the term on the rocks. So I saw that and I thought, what's he complaining about? That's what he's asked for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's why I first heard the term as well. Scotch on the rocks, right? Scotch yeah. on the rocks. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's like the first time I heard the term neat when someone was describing a drink, and I was just like, I mean, it's it's anything but. 
neat aftershock <laughs> is not neat at all. Neither is neat, JD. It's really not neat at all. It couldn't be further from the truth. It's definitely not neat. If aftershock yeah. was neat, it wouldn't always end up on the floor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, very untidy. <laughs> and we know that because we often have to do gigs in nightclubs during the week when they're not nightclubs, but they're putting comedy on in them. And we have to walk around on the floors and uh, like the soles of your shoes nearly get ripped off by the dry aftershock. It's horrendous. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I mean, aftershock, that must be like aged in like kryptonite barrels. It's just it, because it takes down Superman. It really destroys people. Uh, ugh. <laughs> I, I did a gig at a place in Sheffield and commented during the gig at how sticky the floors were because every time I could hear people in the dark get up to go to the toilet <laughs> and stuff like that. You could just hear that. And, and next time I went there, they changed the floor since last time. But when, when they pulled up the old floor, they cut out a block of it and engraved it to me. And I now have it in my flat. I've got a, what? I've got, the, I've got the sticky floor. I've got a square of the sticky floor. And it says, to James, here's a, your very own section of the stickiest dance floor in the world. And it's on, it's, it's on my wall. Oh, my God. That's nice. disgusting. I can't believe you actually kept it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I kept it. I kiss it every day. That's like a, that's... <laughs> I'm sure that's pretty much a biohazard yeah. to, to, to have that on the wall. But then it, it might be a very good deterrent. I mean, you know, not going to have any, any any vermin coming in the house once they get a whiff of the sticky floor. <laughs> you know? And they'll get confused because they'll go in and go, the floor is on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Because they'll get the sugar, then they'll get stuck on the wall, and then they'll smell, smell their ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new game show I'm working on. It's a bit yeah. like Who Do You Think You Are, but with a more slapstick approach. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Welcome to Smell Your Ancestors. <laughs> Sniff it. In front of you are five boxes. <laughs> yeah. Daddy Dyer there, just huffing on Henry VIII's pants. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you know, that's got a bit of a whiff to it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's ponging, that is, mate. Ponging. That's got to be Uncle Henry, that's ponging, that is. <laughs> Pop it absorb bread. Pop it absorb bread, Dame Baptiste. Pop it absorb bread. Good question. Um, I am going to go for poppadoms. Will they, will they come with the obligatory chutneys and sauces? They come of with course. whatever you want. Oh, yes. I will go for the poppadoms then. They come with a little silver sauce pot thing that rotates, but we nice. can add as many sauce chambers to that as you wish. Yeah. So it depends what chutneys what chutneys would you like? What's your favourite chutneys? What's your favourite sauces with the pops? I, I mean, I normally go for the typical, most variations are on the, uh, it's mango chutney, and I think that's the, the lime pickle and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I love love myself some raw onion at Curry House, so get that in there as well, both white and red. Funny how mm-hmm. wine and onions are the same thing, but they don't, they're not made from the same thing. How, how Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah when you say they're the same thing, you mean the, just some colours, right? Yeah, they, they come in white and red. Yeah, white yeah. and red. Yeah, well, but then, but then I guess red onions are purple. Then so is red wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like you're one, you're one step away from insinuating that wine is made of onions. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's where you're headed. Down. No, no, because that's vinegar. So there we got there. We got there. I know there was a yeah. there's something in between there somewhere. Yeah, one synapse. One synapse is off. So to answer the question. All the chutneys, please. <laughs> I taught my nephews a song about wine. Did you? Cool. Yeah, they like learning simple songs. So we were at the dinner table, but my it was a family meal, and my dad got really annoyed, and he hated the song, and he wanted them to stop singing it. It's it, it, it just them singing on a loop. They're, <laughs> I don't know how old they were at the time, but they, they're both there singing, Wine, 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 it's very alcoholic. Wine, 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 it's very alcoholic. Over and over again. It's a really good yeah. song. And, 
And uh, what, you wonder why your dad was like, I've had enough of this song. He hated it. Very much Was that Was someone drinking wine at the table? Is that how this started? Yes. Someone was drinking wine. And they asked about the wine and what it tasted like. And I think maybe the person just said alcoholic. It tastes alcoholic. And so yeah. we started singing wine, wine, wine. It's very alcoholic. Oh, and we didn't man. stop singing it. Good and, song. Al- and the wine kept flowing. Yeah, the wine kept well, flowing. I like but... making up little songs. Ed knows that. I like it. It's the most melodic intervention I've ever heard of. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Starter. Are you choosing Papa Doms because the meal ahead might suit it? No, it is a nice option I wanted to go for, I think. I'm someone, when it comes to dining, I try to have the most immersive and like broad experience as possible. I'm not typically like an a la carte person, but I'd say for this starter, then I'd like... So I used to work in media sales as an agency exec, which meant I used to take people for like client lunches and stuff and discovered this restaurant in London called Hakkasan, which I think is one of my favourite. And one of their stars includes a dim sum platter, mm. which is what I would like to have for my starter. It's got, got like a shumai, which is like a like an open dumpling, and oh. then uh, it's got like one prawn dumpling. One's got like a dish bit of fish roe on it. One's got like a black cod kind of one, and like a vegetable dumpling. But they are amazing, all different types and textures. And uh, it's like a little, it's like a little rainbow in a nice little, yeah. nice little steamer, and it's a wonderful one. It comes with also like a uh, red chili paste and a little bit of light soy as well for uh, for dipping, and you also get like a Chinese vinegar as well for dipping and uh, some. Real big fan. Big fan of the dim sum. So I'll go for that for the start. Oh, man. I love it. I think I came to dim sum relatively late, maybe. I absolutely love dim sum now. We're near a Chinese supermarket and regularly just go and sweep out the freezers and just grab everything so we can good. and do and do dumpling night. Oh, hey, God. It's so, so good. good. And, I, I, and the funny thing, I think, I think in Chinese culture, dim sum is more of like a brunch thing and more of a light lunch thing. But I'm just like, can I have about 20 different types, please? They're amazing. Like, they're so good, like, whether it's shumai ones or prawn dumplings, gyoza as well, every now and again. Mm. I could do a bit of gyoza, but, oh, big fan of, of, of Chinese dumplings. So, dim sum platter for sure. But I think you're right. I think you've hit on something there. The uh, the British attitude to things is take a really nice cuisine from another culture, and then the twist we add is having loads of it. Yeah, loads and loads and loads. You know that delicious dish you've invented? I'm going to eat that until I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. Also, with uh, can I have some chips of it as well, please? Yeah. Also, also <laughs> some, chips, ch- yeah, some chips. Yeah, some chips as well, please. That'd be nice. <laughs> What's the most dim sum you've ever eaten, Dane? Oh, good question. I think the most I ever had. No regrets, by the way, but I think the two. With my former housemate, I think we did maybe nine or ten, just a stack where I couldn't even see him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and just the uh, and the, the weight, kind of like a leaning tower of pizza bringing it to us. And, uh, yeah, we ate it all. Dim sum is so good. It's probably one of the only – I don't think I've ever eaten turnip under any other circumstances. <laughs> but pan-fried turnip cake that you get mm. from dim sum restaurants. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Making turnips into a delicacy, I think, is amazing. I think it's because yeah. they put cake in the name, right? Well, helps. I think that, I think that definitely helps. Yeah. You'll always, you'll always look at a cake, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going anywhere near it unless there's yeah. cake. It, like, if someone says, I've got, I've made this turnip dish, I'm like, well, I don't want to fart for the next 48 hours. But they put a little bit of cake in it. Lovely. Yeah, it's up there with one of the cake, as opposed to, you know, other Chinese dishes that have become cakes that aren't so good, like rice cakes. Ugh. How can two <laughs> words come together and make something so disgusting? And <laughs> 
<laughs> separately so nice. He's separately so nice. I love rice. I love cake. But come together, oh my god, it's like when cousins marry. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of those cousins, but they shouldn't be together. Separately, yeah, right. Come together, it's an abomination. An abomination. <laughs> what about chocolate covered rice cakes? And I'm not going by the metaphor. Forget the metaphor. I'm just talking about <laughs> just a- actual. Stomach. Like, what about? Yeah, if the cousins fuck and they make a baby and you cover it in chocolate, fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly what it is. You don't like the chocolate ones, though. You don't have the about the chocolate ones and think this is all right. I, I, yeah. I quite like the chocolate ones. Uh, up until I get past the, uh, you know, that small millimeter <laughs> of chocolate, and then I'm like, oh, this is a fucking rice cake. It's <laughs> to stop doing this to people. It's yeah. like, I'd, I would, I'd rather just have a rice cake and you know come to terms with the fact that. I need to go on a diet or that I need to watch what I eat because that's why I'm eating. There's no other reason why you should be eating a rice cake. Sure. Right. I feel like, you know, not with pop chips being available everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the new one. Pop chips. That's where it's at. You like pop chips? I love pop chips. I've got a lot of pop chips in in, in the flat at the minute. Yeah, me too. Nice. They're, uh, they're sponsoring us for an episode, Dane, and they delivered what I would call a, a pub's back room worth of pop chips. Pop chips, that amazing company that makes those delicious snacks. Uh, <laughs> Man, you guys are lucky. I really know. I would wish I could do a brand partnership with pop chips. <laughs> but, you know, perfect example of the perfect marriage of two delicious things. Pop, enjoyed by northern children everywhere. Chips, enjoyed by both... By northern children everywhere. northern children everywhere. Chips, enjoyed globally, and in particular, enjoyed alongside all world cuisine by English tourists. Put them together and you've got pop chips. Everyone loves them. Well, Dane, look, I think we can do a proper campaign for you to get a load of free pop chips. I think we can get the listeners to tweet pop chips and tell them that <laughs> they should send you loads of free freebies because you've talked about them. Listeners, I would be forever indebted to you and I can assure you that if you were to continue your patronage by coming to a show, pop chips would be available as canapes. That would be great. Go and yeah, see Dan Baptiste on tour. Get a free bag of pop chips. Yeah. Although I think they've stopped doing the buffalo wing flavour, which is upsetting. We've got two campaigns. Yeah. Bring it back as well. Bring it back. Bring back the buffaloes. I should have to tell people that. I'm currently involved in two campaigns. Both of them are about pop chips. (laughs) (laughs) Some people say I spread myself too thin. But, you know, (laughs) pop chips are thin too and they're fine. So why can't I be? Imagine this, Dane. Close your eyes first. Dim sum flavoured pop chips. Mm. How does that make you feel? Do you think you'd like that? Each pop chip in the bag is a different dumpling, so you don't know what you're going to get each time. It's like a, it's like Revels. So it's like the platter. A Hakkasan dim sum platter flavoured bag of pop I chips. Do. I really like that. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like dim sum stuffed with pop chips doesn't work the same way. No, they go uh-huh. soggy, wouldn't they? Yeah, they go really soggy and they, uh, the whole steam thing. So, yeah, I think, yeah, pop chip. <laughs> Dim sum flavored pop chips. I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, great. Campaign number three. That's campaign number three. This is why this is why I couldn't afford to eat with anybody else. We've got business to do here, guys. This is a business lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a business meal. It's a business lunch. <laughs> Keep your receipts. We can all claim on this. <laughs> yeah, it's all deductible. Let's get on to your main course now, Dave. It's come down to two very narrow options, but I think I think the best meal is always home cooked. This is what I believe. And so my main course is basically elbow macaroni with brown stew chicken. And that's what my mum used to make. And it's like a comfort food. It is very, very nice. I actually had the opportunity to make this with Levi Roots uh, last year. Wow. And my God, did I shit myself when I made it. But he uh, helped me improve the recipe and stuff as well. And it's one of these things where I enjoy it as an adult. I enjoyed it as a child. You can give it to kids because, you know, kids can be quite uh, fussy with food, you know, as, the, as their palates aren't that developed yet. And, um, yeah, it's just a really nice, really nice comfort food. Mm. It is to make. 
I think you're right about the home the home cooking thing. I do. I love eating at restaurants, obviously, but like when you're really missing missing like good cooking, you're like, I just want just want some home cooked food. Just want my mum to make something, please. Yeah, and that's that, that's that's my go to. Or Levi Roots. Or Levi, yeah, or Levi Roots. So, I mean, hopefully one of them will choose not to listen to this particular episode. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's between my mum and Levi. But it's um, it was a real close tie between either that or there is a black cod in miso sauce that I like from a place called Rocco, which is so nice. And they also do another, uh, I think it's Lay and Sea Bass in Chinese champagne honey, I had wow. as well. And it was, those were my other two options. Because I remember eating those and thinking, my God, this is the life. And I think it was one day yeah. where, you know, I felt like my stomach was beginning to rest on my space bar at work. And I was like, need to stop going for client dinners. <laughs> and so, that's why I say home meal is better because it's, you know, may not be uh, put together with the same kind of, I guess, polish when it's finished in the same presentation. But that meal does come with love. And someone saying, you're getting a bit fat, mate. You know, they won't tell you, they won't tell you that in a restaurant. But, you know, at home, <laughs> at home my mum will be like, you need to cut back a bit. And the key is, guys, is it's because uh, the brown sugar chicken is a natural gravy producer. And just having that pasta with a little drizzle of gravy, oh, man. Mm. Is it just like boiled pasta? There's not like a sauce with that or anything? It goes with the chicken, yeah. goes with the chicken with the, pa- the pasta. And, and also it worked for me as like as a student meal as well, where, you know, money is a bit tighter and stuff. And also cooking conditions for most students, uh, it's just inhospitable. Like, but as we know, most student kitchens will not pass a minus one hygiene rating. So to be able to boil pasta and maybe have some left overs heat that up just just a little gravy on it and um it's the best although and i i almost do use the gravy as like kind of like a stirring sauce and stuff as well so but it's so simple and so nice and and i can see myself eating that like a lot of eating that alongside like my nephew who's so much younger than me and we're just like this is the life young man it's the life this that's this is my equivalent of like having my first beer with like a nephew or my son it's like yeah Yeah. uh this is it in a plastic bowl too just like mama used to give me just to let you know dane i love that description of the food James has been sat there for the last five minutes, desperate to ask you a question about Levi Roots. James. Yep. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it happened again because when you said Levi Roots, James went, oh, wow. And then his head went to everything he wants to know about Levi Roots and he completely glazed over. The Levi Roots anthology all the way from yeah. like Dragon's Den all the way to now. I can just see James in the background going, oh, dear, oh, yeah. oh man. I saw it. I, did, I could even hear. I could hear, hear the reggae reggae sauce jingle yeah. in, in his head. I could hear it. Yeah. I was thinking, if I wonder if I could get my, some of my songs to Levi and get him to start singing wine, wine, wine. It's very alcoholic and stuff like that. I could see that reggae reggae wine. Reggae reggae wine. What I was going to say was, Ed, can you guess what I w- want to ask Dane? Because like, I, knew that, I, 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 knew, I, I knew that Ed knew. I already knew that Ed knew that I wanted to ask about Levi roots. I wonder, Ed, if from from uh, Dane's uh, original description of the dish, if you can guess the other thing that stuck into my head as something that I wanted to ask about and talk about. I'll be very impressed if you know this, but it's it, quite possible that you, you would think that's something he would pick up on. The, I also wanted to ask about elbow macaroni. That, I was going to guess that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've never heard it called elbow macaroni before, but I know exactly what Dane's talking about and I want to dig into elbow macaroni and if it's different from other macaroni because I hadn't heard that term and I really, I just immediately like the term elbow macaroni as well. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very specific because uh, macaroni, I think most people regard macaroni as like long tubules of pasta, mm-hmm. whereas elbow macaroni, it just slightly, ever so slightly curves. And I don't necessarily know if there's always different tastes, but I think it's very something's very psychosomatic in my head, whereby 
it just tastes very different. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not the same. In the same way, to me, it's like the same as when people go, what the fuck's this? And they go, it's ketchup. And you go, no, this is not ketchup. This is tomato sauce. Okay. Uh-huh. So unless you've got another 56 varieties in that kitchen, you get this red <laughs> shit off my table. <laughs> but yeah, so it just makes a big difference. Like, so to get good uh, Elba macaroni, craft do good stuff. And normally it's so weird because I'm lactose intolerant, but I'll buy a box of like instant macaroni cheese because they do a particular type of Elba macaroni that I like. It's also the type that you normally, is normally used for kids uh, when kids like do macaroni pictures and stuff. But yeah, you can buy really inexpensive stuff. There's probably about four different types of macaroni in my kitchen. Now, What's he like? Did you get on with him? And did you sing any songs? <laughs> right. Um, he is very cool. Um, I got on with him very well because I was very nervous. What was it for, Dane? He has a podcast. And so he invites guests to, uh, to cook and then just to, like, you know, just talk while you're, while you're cooking, which was very difficult when I was trying my best not to fuck up the recipe and then trying to multitask and, and answer the questions and stuff. But, yeah, he was really cool, man. For me, the biggest fear was it's because... The dish, as I understand it, I don't measure it in terms of, like, ingredients. I've just gone from following memory. And so when they're like, we need to, you need to, you need to send him the recipe in advance. And I'm like, how do you recipe? My, my mother doesn't recipe. She just goes, that's enough or a little bit more. So I had to kind of find a weird piece of meal recipe between the stuff I knew and the stuff I could find on the internet. And then he was kind of like, don't worry about that. I don't even need it anyway. And then he went and made it. And it was, it was amazing. But um, he's a really cool guy and really fun and, and naturally a very good cook. Did he um, try and put reggae reggae sauce in everything? No, he didn't. He was like, it was just like a, a nice accoutrement. So we made uh, stewed chicken and stuff. I was the only thing I was concerned was that he put a scotch bonnet in the rice to, with it to steam. But um, yeah, came out really, really nicely. I'm actually not that au fait with spicy food yet, but I'm getting there. I've been improving over the last three or four years. So when you saw the scotch bonnet, you were scared. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself and I'm going to sweat. <laughs> or shit myself in front of Levi Roots. And I feel like, I don't know how much of a compliment shitting yourself is to a chef. Mm. I feel like it should be one though, right? If it's going the other way. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you're Because it's almost like I ate so much, I wasn't even paying attention to my bowel movements when I, I needed <laughs> yeah. the shit. So I'd rather sit here and shit myself than leave the table where you're cooking food. <laughs> chefs, if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should, we haven't asked, we've had a few chefs on this podcast. We've never asked them that. I've never thought about how inappropriate the name Scotch Bonnet is for something spicy. Yeah. It's a really sweet name. It's, up, it's really up there yeah. with fizzy jizz. Yeah. <laughs> fizzy jizz all over your Scotch Bonnet. I mean, yeah, I guess fizzy jizz doesn't sound spicy either. No. No. I mean, your tongue will tingle, but, yeah. I was thinking when you're talking about art on the wall, mm-hmm. once when I was at primary school, we had to make... Our favourite meal, like a picture of our favourite meal that our parents cooked us for them to display on the wall. So when people came around, they'd be like, oh, look, it's all their favourite meals. And my mum's a great cook and she cooked loads of amazing stuff uh, when I was little, especially. Right. And I panicked and couldn't remember anything she'd ever cooked me. Uh, So I made uh, peas with cheese sauce out of crepe paper. But a terrible artist, didn't think it through. I made all the peas individually, only the bottom layer stuck onto the plate. So when it went up on the wall, they all just fell off the plate. So it's a bowl of cheese. Bowl of cheese, which, to, to be fair, was my favourite meal. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he loved feel, that. Yeah, I feel like at one point that could have been your favourite meal, Ed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. As it's, well, it's well known on this podcast that I love cheese. I used to get packed lunch uh, to school, and then I used to go to the dining hall and have proper lunch as well. I had to sneak in. Uh, so they didn't see me because they knew I had packed lunch. And quite often I go to the salad bar and just get a bowl of cheese. Bowl of grated cheese. Hey, listen, it's, it's, it's your life, Ed. You know what? It's your life. And I've, I've heard worse. I've heard worse. <laughs> you know, people, people have like, there's syringes where you can inject cheese and stuff into things. 
and people do that. Man, mm. I, I used to work at Iceland, and I used to have an inside-out cheeseburger, which was basically a burger with a cheese filling. I didn't know you used to work at Iceland. Yeah, so work at Iceland, and uh, I don't know. I I have a theory that like at some point at culinary school, Heston Blumenthal had a best friend. And his friend may have come from more modest background than Heston. And they would come up with all these crazy ideas. And Heston was like, I'm going to go and work and, you know, create things using cryogenic storage and fridges. And like, and they, the guy was like, what the fuck happened to you, Heston? You've forgotten who you are. He's like, come on, buddy. And he's like, no. We said we we're going to do this to give back to the people. Remember the five bird medley, the turkey stuffed with a goose, stuffed with a chicken, stuffed with a hamster. You were supposed to be part of that too, Heston. What happened to the inside out cheeseburger you said we were going to do? <laughs> and they went their separate ways. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Iceland is, is the sort of the cheaper equivalent of Heston style mad stuff. Chicken yeah. tikka lasagna, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, like the fat duck. It's like the fat pigeon. <laughs> That's what Iceland is. Yeah, and there's a lot of snobbery. People just look at Heston and go, oh, it's a genius. I can't wait to see what he's done. And people turn in their nose up at the inside out cheeseburger as if it's stupid. As if it's stupid. But if you went to the fat duck and they served that, Everyone would be like, oh, how did he come up with this idea? So good. Yeah, it's like you can get snail porridge at the Fat Duck, and that's amazing. But if you mm. get a caterpillar in your rice pudding, oh, it's for chabs. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> things got things got changed, guys. We've all got bellies. We all, we all take shits. We're all, all people at the end of the day. That was the original name for this podcast. <laughs> we all take shits. We've all got bellies and we all take shits. We all got bellies and we all take shits. <laughs> we all take bellies. We all have okay, shits. shits. Exactly. We, that could be the name of a nice tour, though. Yeah. yeah. We all got bellies and we all got shits. And, you can, and then you could have, like, you know, and you open up every tour day and you're like, have a look at this shit. You want to know what created this? Welcome, <laughs> Chef Levi Roots. And then Levi comes in. And like, look at that store. That's... That's healthy and regular. Well, you know, I use a lot of natural ingredients in my stuff. Allow me to demonstrate. And we get the whole audience to stand up, but we all get our bellies out at the beginning. Yeah. We've all got bellies. We've all got and bellies. Let me get straight, though. The format for the show, your tour show, is that you go on, you show the audience a picture of some shit that you've done, yeah. and then you get them to guess what celebrity chef cooked you the meal that made you do the shit. It's and great. then you bring the celebrity chef out and they talk the audience <laughs> through the picture with the shit and talk about how their cooking influenced that shit. Now, James, I know how it sounds, but <laughs> I would submit to you that maybe two or three years ago, if I told you there was a game show where people dress up in masks and you can't see their face and they sing songs on TV and then the game <laughs> yeah. is to guess who they are and they don't win any record contract at the end of that and it's just a competition to see who's behind the mask, you'd say, what? <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's the yeah, last yeah. singer. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they're quite the same. Not exactly the same because <laughs> one, comes at, one comes at your mouth, one comes at your mouth, and one comes at your bum. But I'm just yeah, saying, sure. you know, at the end of my tour, it was like, turns out this big shit was done by a big fat dude. You'd be like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. So that's the end. The end of the tour, the whole tour built up to you revealing that, and I quote, this big shit was taken by a big fat dude. <laughs> Well, hold on. No, hold on. Now I'm getting confused. I thought the slide... I thought the slide that you're showing them is a picture of a shit that you have done and a celebrity chef cooked you a meal. You ate the meal. You did, you did the shit. Oh, no, not what I've done. I've got, I've got a tour to run, James. I'm not an animal. It's like a celebrity takes a shit and everyone's like, guess whose shit this is? So then that's the first hook, right? Then it's yeah. like... It's this person. Turns out it's Davina McCall, let's say. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, I would have never guessed. Davina, you seem so regular and healthy. What's your secret? 
I eat well, exercise well. Let's find out who made this delicious meal that resulted in this delicious stool. Yeah. It's Levi Roots. Yeah. Now Levi's on the stage. He's so like, two and, guests. Add, Great. And, then he, and then he's like, then you add a scotch bonnet and then Davina's going, so that, that's what got me. That was it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And at the very least, people are there at least half an hour being like, what the fuck is going on? And then someone goes, yeah. I need to take a shit. And then someone goes, don't forget your camera. <laughs> it's the level of audience engagement for everybody yeah. takes a shit. Or just be, you know, unmeasured. I think, I think that's... I love the guessing element. I love that we're guessing whose shit it is. So we've got the audience engaged then. Then the, the person who did the shit comes out, and they've got to guess who made them do the shit. So they've, they're guessing what chef cooked them the meal that, that made the shit oh, yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. The only, my only problem with it is, as an audience member, is the picture of that shit is up for the whole show. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll I'll go back to the first slide, which is like the okay, yeah, which is the tour. The it's just basically yeah. a mosaic of like butts, yeah, <laughs> all the butts, be- yeah. And, and bellies. It's like alternates like yeah. a chessboard. So yeah, bellies, bellies. Yeah. Everybody's got a belly, and everybody takes a shit. Yeah. Now, see butts and bellies. Let's do it that way. That's an easier sell, right? That's nice. Yeah, you call it butts and bellies. Yeah, rather than yeah. If, rather than calling it everyone's shits. If I say butts <laughs> and bellies, that can get through. I mean, I feel like there should be some sort of belly button pun there with butts, butt button. Belly butts. Belly butts on. I mean, Anthony Jeselnik would absolutely destroy me for this, but like, I, I'm just trying to think of like a belly butt on. Belly butts I on. Know. I know, we'll, we'll sell it to uh, BBC, and then when it's on the iPlayer, they'll be like, to find out more shits, press the belly button. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. great. And it is like a picture of there someone's belly, and their belly button is a butt. There you go. Or yes. it's their butt, and their <laughs> anus is a belly button. Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation more than, I, more than I should be proud of. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. What's the side dish going to be? I think in th- in the theme of what I'm going with now, 
I think it'd be a side of fried plantain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plantain oh, is, is it's a literal gift from God. It's a vegetable that is delicious, continues to give back. Some say it is the bacon of the diaspora, you know, works the same way. You can have it any day or night, you can fry it, have it sometimes crispy and slightly burned is even better. It's vegan as well, and you can have it at any meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you can also make plantain chips. Yes. Yeah. I think it might be the food that I think about the most, but never cook at home and i've, I've got to change that because i love it so much it's so good i think it's the same with a lot of people it's like and there's just like this perfect like window of ripeness for the ripe planting that if you get it then when you fry it just naturally caramelizes and chars my goodness i believe that manna from heaven was a, a misinterpretation or mistranslation and they meant planting from heaven that's how good planting is yeah you can't go wrong with it short of eating it raw and i think even then there's a whole thing now where you can like boil it and you can mash it up with avocado, and it's like amazing baby food. Obviously, the only thing I'm thinking of now is how funny I think manna from heaven is. Yeah. And I just want to talk about... Yeah. Anything from heaven makes me laugh. (laughs) I think you're aware, Ed, that I find that (laughs) heaven makes me laugh. Yeah, heaven makes you laugh, yeah. I really love it when people say they're in heaven. So now I just want to know what everyone's manna from heaven would be. For Dane, it would be plantain coming down from the sky. Yeah, Ed. What would you if you if you were getting your manna from heaven? What would you hope to see coming down from the sky? So it's essentially what would I want to rain down from the sky, right? Yes, but like in the how familiar are you with the Bible, Ed? I'd say uh, who are we talking? Je- Jesus. Yeah, that's New Testament or Old Testament? Which hang on, is he in both or just he, he's in the new one? He's in the new one. Right. See, yeah. I'm more of a I prefer the early work. So uh, maybe actually just what's he called in the first one? It's just it's just God in part one. All right. Yeah, God. <laughs> and then in the second one, it's Jesus. But he's also God because he's part of a holy trinity, which doesn't mean there is a sequel, Ed, even though the name implies there is a part three. But yeah. That's not happened yet. I'll wait for part three and then I'll read them all because I can't get into something if I don't know the end of it. Do you know what? That's a really interesting existential point for most people. <laughs> They're like, I'm waiting till it happens because at the end of part two, there's some crazy post-credit shit in Revelations, <laughs> literally. So yeah, I think most people are trying to find out what's going to happen in the next in part three. Yeah, before they really sign up to the whole uh, biblical cinematic universe. So what is manna from heaven then, James? Well, so this is me now trying to remember from my Christian upbringing. I yeah. think there's a point where a group of people are travelling. To the promised land, I think. Yep, yep. And they're camping overnight and stuff. And they're really, really hungry. They haven't got any food. And one night, or at some point, just manna from heaven comes down from heaven from the sky. And they can eat all that. So just comes down from heaven for them. Right. And they get to eat the food from heaven, straight from heaven. And it's only one food. Yes. But it's the best food ever. It's really nice. And it's filling, but it's also low calorie. Then it's like slow yep. release carbohydrate, but at the same time, like it's fibrous and stuff as well. Like before people said it was the best thing, before sliced bread, this was the sliced bread. Right. That's, what, yeah. that's how manna from heaven works. Because yeah. before people would be like, I've got this bread. And people like, I don't give a fuck. We've got manna at home. And people are like, this shit's already sliced. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Game changer. Yeah. That was when they started going. Okay. Yeah, well, now best. the phrase is "best thing since sliced bread," but it was "best thing since manna from heaven." Right. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eggs. You would like eggs to come down? <laughs> they would. Yeah. They, they would. They would splatter on the floor. <laughs> yeah. well, no. It's well, they're fried already. You want fried eggs to come down from the sky? <laughs> yeah. It's probably the safest state for an egg to be in. Yeah. Just coming down from the sky, right? Because you could just have like you know a laxa and just be like, oh and just catch it right and then you're good to go yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) 
Or just a bit of bread. You just straight in, yes, add it. a bit of bread on top. Well, you get, you've got all your tomato sauce and you've got your onions and stuff, like the shishuka, yeah. and you're just like, oh, here you go. I'm sorted. Perfect. Caught another one. Eggs, you would want fried eggs coming down from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, fine. A matter from heaven. Are they all the, all the eggs sunny side up or any of them over easy? I don't yeah. like over easy. I don't know why people mess around with that sort of shit. It's just always <laughs> sunny side up. I blew my mind when the first time I went to America and people were going over easy and they were being brought those eggs where you can't see that the yolk's in there. Yeah. And yeah. It's all, no, it should be sunny side up. You know, you need to be open and honest with your egg. Uh-huh. Stop trying to conceal the yolk. Oh, yeah, that, uh, I let that fly by, the cheese injections. <laughs> if, you, if there was a restaurant, Ed, that exclusively injected cheese into, like, pastries, you'd go to that place, right? I'd mm. go to the place that it directly injected cheese into me. Yeah, you, you'd, go, yeah. you'd go down the back alley and say, hey, man, hey, you like to party, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, buddy, you want to party? Also, like, Ed, you know, Ed has to inject himself pretty regularly anyway, so he can yeah. always do it in front of friends and family, and they would assume, oh, Ed's doing one of his injections. Yeah. So you, you, you wouldn't even need to be a sneaky little, yeah. you know, going around getting yourself your cheese. You could just do it in plain sight, and everyone would be like, oh, he's probably just doing one of his, yeah. give himself some insulin. Exactly. Nope. Until they look, just look closely and see that I've screwed one of my needles onto the end of a Primula tube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I still, I think that's a good idea for a restaurant though, right? Like, you know, like Shake Shack every now and again, do that, they do different types of shakes and stuff. If you could get, like, a particular type of liquid cheese each month, a different cheese or a combination of cheese, and they're like, they'll either stuff it into the crust of, like, a slice, a pizza slice, or, like, in a croissant or a muffin. Mm-hmm. Like, would you eat a muffin with a cheese, a melted cheese yes. centered? There you go. Yes. Would you eat a donut filled with cheese? Oh, 100%. Man. And finally, would you eat a Magnum bar? With a cheese center, so like a chocolate, Ooh. a chocolate ice, but with cheese in the middle instead of ice cream. Yeah, for the experience, I would be like, you got to try that once. If they've released it, I've definitely mm-hmm. got to try it. I'm not sure I'd enjoy it. If in, in Edinburgh they had like a deep fried Mars bar and then injected mm. that with liquid camembert, you in? I think I might be dead. I think I might be in. Well, oh, I'm not here man. to gut shame Ed Gamble. I'm not in. here to gut shame. <laughs> this, is a, this, is a dream, this is a dream restaurant. You have whatever you want, sir. <laughs> Ed, do you remember we got sent that? Do you get sent that dinner? Is it dinner ladies? The dinner ladies. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and they, they sent us a scotch egg that you injected with like a tomato sauce before yeah. eating it. It was amazing. It was so good. That does sound very, it was very really good. good. I, I would go to a restaurant where the whole concept of the whole thing is. With every dish, you inject it with something, yeah. and you can choose what you inject it with. That's nice. So you, know, you can order anything on the menu, and then you say, and I'd like that with this injection, please. Yeah. And they would bring you that along, and then you can inject it and eat whatever it is you want. That, that as a concept would work a lot better than you think, James. I think if you have, like, for example, we have all the cheese selections you inject stuff with, and then various mm-hmm. types of preserves and jams and syrups yeah. that you can inject stuff in with for dessert. And just, like, gravies yeah. as well. Absolutely. Gravies, any sauces. Gravies, ruse. This is really good. We call it syringe with an accent on the E. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or IV. I think IV is a cool name as well. But it's not like the other IV. This is IV. The IV. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. You could get it in a drip, the stuff you're injecting it. There you go. The yeah. IV. The IV. Yeah. yeah. An infusion. And then. Look, there's oxygen bars, James Acaster. It could work. Remember those when people used to have oxygen yeah. bars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon we could do this. I mean, we, we better be careful with this. Someone's going to nick this idea off of us because yeah. it would actually be pretty good. And then it's got all these injection restaurants will be like the new Shisha Cafe. This is the this is the best idea we've had on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the best idea since the Glaze Curtain game show. Yeah. Well, if I give you a, a, a double inside-out cheeseburger, 
with both those patties injected with more cheese. Yes. Yeah, love it. yeah I'm on board. You believe in heaven now, James A. Custer? <laughs> <laughs> I believe in heaven. Benito, don't put this episode out until we've, we've properly made sure. We copyrighted this idea. <laughs> Now, well, I think I at least know one of the drinks that might be on your shortlist for your dream drink, because I've heard you talk about on stage before how much you like it. I don't know if milkshakes yeah. are going to be in the in the running here, Dane, but I know you're a fan of the milkshake. Am I right? I am a big fan of the milkshake, and it's got to be in there. I'm going to keep it somewhat more classy and go for like a dirty milkshake and add a double shot of, uh, of Jack Daniel's honey bourbon as well. I've stumbled upon a recipe for a uh, lactose-friendly milkshake as well now because I've mm-hmm. discovered that Oatly make a strawberry ice cream. So oh, yeah. I take a few scoops of that. I freeze some uh, oat milk as well. So you've got cubes of oat milk dollop of jam, some crushed ice, and then just maybe lactose-free milk or soy milk, whichever one you choose, double shot of bourbon, put it in a blender, and my goodness, it is whipped to muck perfection. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. I love booze shakes, hard shakes. I I think they're called hard shakes. I like hard shakes, like dirty lemonades and stuff as well. Do you know Mm -hmm. uh, there's a restaurant called Sweet Chick, which had opened over here. It's a Nas's restaurant. The rapper Nas had a a chain Mm -hmm. restaurant called Sweet Chick. And they very recently opened in Central before lockdown. And, um, yeah, they used to do, like, the hard shakes and all, like, the dirty lemonades and stuff. And uh, I really miss it, man. I'd, I'd never, I'd never, I never thought I'd be able to drink tamarind in a tamarind and juice. But there it was. With booze, living a dream. So milkshakes definitely have to feature. I think milkshakes work as a perfect treat. They are both a drink and a dessert. Refreshing, yeah. satisfying. And, uh, yeah, I've just gone through a very long, dark period of my life whereby my lactose intolerance had prevented me from being able to indulge in milkshakes unless I find vegan ones. You know, very few places do vegan milkshakes. And uh, if any listeners have any clues that's working, obtain uh, vegan milkshakes or any vegan milkshake manufacturers, then if you want a spokesperson, I'm all up for that kind of brand partnership. My goodness. And I'm this close, I'm this close to like inventing them myself out of frustration. People tend to be like um, infusing CBD into everything. Mm. And I was thinking mm. that maybe I could be like, if Ben and Jerry's met Howard Marks, Mr. Nice, and then created mm-hmm. a whole new line of very nice organic CBD infused frozen treats, including milkshakes, you know, like the custards that you get at like Shake Shack, ice cream, sorbets. Mm-hmm. So imagine if yeah. your grandma has like, you know, some kind of arthritic pain. Just give them a nice CBD infused ice pole. They can sit and chill out on a summer's day. I don't know if it's because we talked about Levi Roots earlier on, but we are turning into entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming up with so many business ideas. But this, this, you're saying we're coming up with so many business ideas. Dane's coming up with the ideas, yes. but he's doing it in such an open way to make us feel part of the conversation that we yeah. feel like we've come up with the ideas as well. Hey, you guys yes. have got the restaurant. I'm just coming to you with the ideas, okay? That's all we do. It's innovation and, you know, levitation, as they say. So, they you know, do, I'm happy ideas... They do say that, but you know, you know, I think James has got all the logistics and stuff as well. So yeah, if you guys mm-hmm. got a restaurant, this would be the perfect place to kind of wheel out that kind of produce, see how it works. Look, I've got a notepad. All I've written down is the IV restaurant. The IV restaurant. Don't let that go. First page of the notebook, blank notebook, completely new, the IV restaurant. <laughs> In a few months' time, when Ed sits down to write his new show, opens his notebook, that's still the only thing in there. What was that about? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's Dane's restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, surely there's a lot of money to be made in someone having a dairy-free milkshake chain or something. I'm telling you. The thing is, Dane, I like... 
Oatly ice cream, I don't really like that sort of thing. Like, that doesn't fill me with joy. It sounds like frozen porridge. I know, Ed. Right, I know, right. I know, I know, but, I know, and I know. Jack Daniels, I don't really like. But you've put them together, it sounds lovely. It's like the opposite of cousins fucking. <laughs> right? It's the opposite of cousins fucking. It's yeah. like two biodiverse strangers having consensual sex together. Yeah. Or just two cousins having a meal together and going home. <laughs> yeah. Or Separately. two cousins meeting platonically and maybe stumbling upon an idea for a, a frozen tree company. Yeah. <laughs> nice and normal stuff. Hey, here's another one. Liquor. People like liquor. People like rice. Yeah. You put those together, that's licorice, and it's a fucking abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Now we come to your dessert, and we've already yeah we've got some clues. Maybe we're probably not going to have a dairy heavy dessert unless you've made it lactose free. Quite a sweet drink already go, going into yes. the dessert. I have a very sweet tooth though, so I'm yeah. more than fine with this because I, I I don't I can't go for the charcuterie board, can I? Or the selections of cheeses and grapes a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. normally I have to make my excuses yeah. when aperitifs and charcuterie arrive and. You know, be make myself scarce. So you just run away if someone if a cheese board arrives, you run yeah. away. You and I me both. Away. You and me both. Yeah, man. I got get I got get out of there. I've got to get from here. I got to get out of there. Yeah. I, I, you know. I, I, I flip the board over. I ask if we're cousins, and I leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, like men did in the old days, James. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of the old customs need to come back. My birthday a couple of years back, uh, my partner. Oh, happy time. birthday for then. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> sorry, sorry we missed it. It's cool. You were there in spirit, guys. Trust me. <laughs> but I uh, was there with my, my partner at the time, and we went to a place called Zuma in Kensington, which is, again, a really big fan of Asian fusion and sushi and stuff. And the dessert was essentially, like a, again, a platter, which had, like, you know, when they cut, like, melon and fr- and in, melon into the shape of, like, a boat, like a, like a melon boat, mm-hmm. and there were, like, different fruits and stuff. If I see um, persimmons... Or passion fruit, uh, or dragon fruit. I know I'm eating pretty well. Your know, star apples and stuff like these aren't normal, like the kind of fruits you won't find uh, synthesized in a packet of fruit pastels. Yeah. You're having a good time. But I, <laughs> I yeah, go for like the fruit selection, and it also came with a very nice. I think it was a fondant. Here's a cho- yeah, chocolate fondant. Or, or yeah, and it and it came with matcha ice cream, which I found uh-huh. very very nice. So I'd want something very similar, like maybe like a little chocolate selection, with, but with a matcha uh, filling. I want to say, yeah, matcha fondant filling. So it was like a chocolate cake with matcha fondant filling. And then like maybe some fruit sorbet and a selection of the different fruits. And then all of that is infused with CBD. And that would be my ideal dessert. Yes. Yeah, I love matcha. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of my favorite powders. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> It's like Grinch cocaine, isn't it? It is exactly that. It's, it's exactly Grinch cocaine. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> We're glossing over the CBD-infused food here because um, you've only chose to do it for the dessert. Does it not go well with all your other courses? Um, it, it can do, but I want people to just balance the palate and the appetite because it's come up with a tasting menu. There's a lot of different selections and stuff, and I feel like if I have CBD way too early... I'm going to veer off from the course and I'm going to go from like having a dim sum platter to being like, can I get some pop chips mm-hmm. and another 12 yeah. poppadoms? And I don't want my appetite to be spoiled and these different delectable treats to be spoiled. What's it supposed to do? Just like take the edge off, chill you out a bit? I think the idea is that it's, it's um, so CBD is one of the other active ingredients as well as uh, THC in uh, the marijuana leaf. But THC is like the stuff that gets you like stoned, right? So that causes the head high, whereas CBD causes yeah. the body high. So the idea is that it works in terms of relaxing you, relaxing your muscles and stuff so that, you know, I guess that's why it works with people that have degenerative disease uh-huh. and stuff so their muscles aren't constantly spasming and being intense. That would be why I shat myself. So it could be why you shat yourself. Yeah. yeah. And also... So that happens anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone was like, 
guess who did this shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, did yeah. I gamble? What did he eat? <laughs> CBD coffee. <laughs> who oh, made it for him? In this episode of <laughs> <laughs> Bellies and Butts. <laughs> uh, just in case anyone was... I, I am aware that I did my joke about shitting myself after Dave was making a serious point about the medicinal qualities of CBD. Thank you. Yes. Although, that being said, Ed Gamble, if constipation's your issue, that's fine too. That's true, yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, I'm going to read your menu back to you now. Mm-hmm. See how you feel about it. Water. You would like still water, ice and a slice. Poppadoms or bread. Poppadoms of all the chutneys. Starter. Dim sum platter from Hakkasan. Main course. Elbow macaroni with brown stewed chicken. Side dish. Fried plantain. Drink. A hard shake with oatly strawberry ice cream and honey bourbon Jack Daniels. Dessert. A platter of desserts from Zuma. Melon boat, chocolate fondant with matcha filling, fruit sorbet, all infused with CBD. How do you feel about that? I feel good, man. I feel good. I have one request. I'm not sure if you guys fulfill it. Uh, if I can't finish everything, could I please mm. have a doggy bag in case I see a homeless person and I can give them some food? Absolutely. For sure. Some restaurants, some restaurants don't let you do that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've been to some restaurants. You're like, can I take it out? And they're like, no, I'm afraid you can't, which I don't think is very nice. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I'm, I think we, we waste metric tons of food, particularly in the restaurant and the hospitality industry all the time. And I think like France, we should make it a point of law that uh, any food is provided to the less fortunate in this country. If I could stand on one political thing and achieve one thing politically, I would like that law passed in this country that no food is allowed to go away. It must be equally distributed among less fortunate because nurse banks. We are the economic powerhouse of this part of the world, but all we've got is food banks. So why not, you know, do some real wealth distribution with the food? So that's my only request that the dream restaurant plays. Absolutely, you can do that. We'll give you a whole extra meal then. Oh, thank you very much. You guys are the greatest. (laughs) It's mad if people don't let you do it because you've paid for it. That's yours. Right? Even if I choose to throw it on the floor, that's my choice, which I wouldn't. But yeah, there's some places where they just don't allow you to have takeout, strangely enough. But you know what? And if it turns out that like maybe a waiter or a waitress is lying because they're like, I'm going to eat it myself at home. Then do you know what? That's fine. As long as it doesn't go to waste. As long as it's not thrown away, I don't mind. If someone gets to eat it, then that's fine. Well... Thank you so much, Dane. That Thank is you, a Dane. delicious meal. Very good. A wonderful journey. And I think we've started about three different businesses together. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have. And uh, and, and also uh, maybe have started off a wonderful relationship between Dane Baptiste and Pop Chips. And those also will be distributed amongst my fr- fans, friends, and well-wishers as well. So, you know, if Dane wins, everybody wins. Pop Chip wins. So. Depending on how many you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Dane. My absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Baptiste there. Lovely menu. Lovely menu, lovely men, the three of us. Yes, lovely. A real trio of great guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for coming into the Dream Restaurant, Dane. Thank you so much for all of your uh, business ideas. We will be running with every single one of them. Absolutely. I can't wait to be millionaires, make so much money together. Yeah. Well done, Dane, for not saying chopped peel and getting chucked out of this restaurant, but bad luck for not saying zest and becoming the owner. Yes, bad luck. It was... Uh, a meal of two halves, in that sense. Yeah. I guess he never knew what he lost. He'll only know when he listens back to this that he was nearly a co-owner of the restaurant. But he'll be a co-owner of the IV, and he will be in charge of kicking out Benito, because, let's face it, you and I will be too cowardly to do it. Yes, too cowardly, and we'll be so drunk on our IV drips. We will be absolutely hammered. Do check out things that Dane does. Uh, check, check on iPlayer, see if Bamus is still on there. Well worth yeah, a watch. Sorry, Benito's rolling his eyes. At Off Menu Official on Instagram and Twitter. Off Menu Podcast.co.uk. 
is our website. I'm so proud of you. Every time you get it right, I'm so proud of you. There's also a list, there's a list of restaurants on there. I don't know how regularly they're being yes. updated. But every time uh, someone mentions a restaurant on the podcast, it gets popped on the website. Hey, you should also listen to Dane's podcast, Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. Ed and I have been guests in the past. Fantastic stuff. Watch Sunny D as well. I'm not sure what platform any of these things are on because I'm bad at this. But Google it and watch it. Watch Dane Baptiste clips on YouTube. I can't wait for you to have your own chat show, James, on BBC yeah, One. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Ah, so, um, Russell Crowe, what, what channels do you film on? He would tell me. Google it. He would be really happy to tell me that. Who hey, the fuck is this weirdo? That's what he'd no, say. He'd go, oh, it's so nice not to talk to a bloody kiss-ass who knows all the details beforehand. <laughs> Thank you, James. He'd knock you out, mate. You didn't let me read my poem. I'm going to slam you up against this wall. I would let him read the poem. Your little, your little lily-livered penis. He wouldn't call me a lily-livered penis. He would. But I want to hang mm. out with that guy over there, Benito. Ah, oh, Benito, come over here. I heard your laugh. Yes, in here, get here. Get here, you little pipsqueak. I got you in your headlock now. Listen to my, listen to my perm. Come here, I'm going to do a noogie on Benito. Anyway, see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, oh, um, there's another, there's a, a another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs>